0: We're, gonna want want We're, We're going to tell, to tell a story, what do you what want to know? We're going to tell a story, what do you want to want know?
1: I'm going to tell you something you've never heard
0: before. Just, Just sitting there talking, talking, while, a way while the away time. the
1: time. Just talking, Just talking, 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 while, while away the time.
0: It's the Grandma, Grandma podcast, and we're doing fine. Good morning. Just finished my Tai Chi. We're talking on foods today. About the first special meal meal
1: that I remember was at my dad's mother's house. I recall that when I was about 12 years old or so, we always went to Grandma Meisner's house for Sunday dinner once or twice every month. For dinner, we always had delicious roast duck or chickens with stuffing, mashed potatoes, and plenty of gravy. Still remember that as a wonderful meal. Another story that has a food element was 26 years old, that was 61 years ago, I ran into. Mary, a high school classmate of mine, I I remember when we went uh, on a Friday night date. When I took her home, she lived with her parents on a farm a few miles west of Racine. About midnight, when I took her home and drove into a rather large yard, there must have been some ducks sleeping in the parking area, and we ran over a duck. Mary got out immediately and looked at the duck. As I got out she said the duck was dead and that we should just leave it there and she would take care of it during the day tomorrow. She had earlier that evening invited me to her house for dinner on Sunday with her family. When I went to their house for Sunday dinner, we had duck for many, for the main course, <laughs> I did not have the guts to ask them if it was the duck that we ran over on Friday night.
0: Oh, so, what meals do you like now?
1: My wife is a very good cook now, and, and I love her. Her pot roast is wonderful, and I eat way too much because she saw us cooking so much food.
0: Some of my memories from the food that I had when I was a kid was um, my mom baked her bread all the time in our wood-burning stove. And so it always amazed me that she could make bread so perfect, and cakes and everything in this stove that was just burned with wood. And in the hottest days of the summer, of course, we still had these wood-burning stoves. And then I remember going home from school and she'd have these hot biscuits with the the honey from my dad's bees. My dad was a beekeeper. And um, so we'd have hot honey on these hot rolls, it was delicious. Every Sunday, we'd have chicken for dinner, which was at noon time. We'd have killed the chicken before. No, we purposely killed it, not like your dad who uh, ran over the duck, (laughs) but we purposely killed the chicken for our chicken dinner. And it was fried chicken, again on the wood stove, and the best tasting chicken with all the vegetables from our garden that I ever tasted. And I've never been able to replace that wonderful taste of that chicken. It was so good. And I remember going to the garden, picking corn from the garden, when um, it was all ripe and taking it in, husking it and eating it immediately with uh, Kool-Aid. My favorite was always lime Kool-Aid. And the, the dinner that really stands out though, that your dad and I had together, one that really, a couple of them, the one that really stands out was the one we had in Rome when I had fettuccine mm-hmm. that was fixed at the table. It was so delicious. Oh,
1: that, that was good.
0: And the violins were playing around us. It was a wonderful evening, and the, I just still can taste that fettuccine. It was so delicious. But the other meal I can remember with your dad was our first date. And I can't remember the name of the place. Now, we drive by it now when we are out by the cottage, but it's some different restaurant. This was the first date, yeah, that was, and I asked for ketchup with my steak. <laughs> your dad couldn't believe I would ask for ketchup with steak. But the steak I remember from growing up was not the steak like we had at that restaurant. I still love preparing meals for the family, especially holidays. Missing right now during the pandemic, not being able to fix these big meals, but I always love fixing a big Thanksgiving dinner and all the trimmings that go with it. Um, So I still do like to cook, and I cook every day. Um, Like your dad says, he enjoys my food, so I hope it's good. We thought we would do a little more talking about foodies that we are. Grandma and Grandpa Meisner lived in
1: Franksville where they moved from the farm and they were kind of in a trucking business where they hauled things for other farmers to market into other places. Now when we talk about food during about the time that we were dating pizza was just coming into its own around our area. In Racine there was one tavern that was had a pizza oven and was Known for its pizza, and just started delivering it. at Bruschas, it was called mm-hmm. uh, near yeah. the railroad. Yeah. And uh, Carol and I got, went in there once or twice, and we were all we like. We both liked pizza, and it was good pizza. And it was the first place in Racine that we knew of, and the first place around our whole area there that served pizza.
0: So I had never heard of pizza really till I moved to Racine. I think a pizza joint opened in River Falls after I left, but up until then, pizza was never anything we had at home or ever knew about. Yeah, that was... Uh, so it was really good, yeah. Late... 62?
1: 1962. Yeah. Right, right. When we were dating, so...
0: And then, um, when you kids were small, we made pizzas all the time. I used to go into a place on Lincoln Avenue and buy yeah. stacks of pizza crusts. I remember that. And uh, you'd buy cheese by the pound and these big... Buckets of sauce, and I'd have it all available. I'd package it into enough for each pizza and then make pizzas galore for you guys, for you and your friends. But I remember especially Brian, when you'd come home, I know everybody says you you left school early, but you and, and your friends would come home and play ping pong and stick a pizza in the oven. I think some of those were those that I made, but probably eventually they got to just be the frozen pizzas that you are still so fond of, Brian. And I think your dad could eat any kind of piece of, of uh, leather or plastic that it, it has pizza on the cover that is available. And not quite that easy eating frozen pizzas, but they're good.
1: The thing with food that I always remember was when uh, my mother was in the hospital having... Ray or Simon. Oh, Ray, Ray or Simon, I mean. My brother Dick and I used to walk from home up to Washington Park where they had the swimming pool, and we, were, we went swimming one hot summer day, and uh, we walked through the long fourth hole, second hole, really. Washington Park. Of right. Washington Park golf course, and that was kind of a shortcut, so we always cut through there. On the way back from swimming, it was about three or four <laughs> in the afternoon, and we had our rolled-up swimming suits, you know, carrying along <laughs> like you do. We switched back into our clothes, but we had our wet rolled up swimming suits, each had one in our hand. And as we were walking across this real open part of the long Park Private golf course, a rabbit was out there and we started chasing the rabbit and we, we'd get close to it, threw one and it hit the rabbit and it fell over and we grabbed it. And so we caught this rabbit and immediately snapped its neck so oh, it was dead. So terrible. And we carried this rabbit home, uh, home from there and then called my mother at the hospital and said how we wanted to know how to cook rabbit. <laughs> so <she laughs> and told her what happened, how we got it, and and, and so we we uh, followed her instructions and had delicious
0: cooked rabbit. And uh, can you imagine all the hair that was in that dinner? Oh, it? we cleaned oh, it out gosh. pretty good. We, you know, it's funny. As much as I do not like squirrels now, we ate squirrels when I was growing up because that's what they, Dad would go hunting for. <laughs> and we'd eat squirrel and rabbit. Oh, that just well, Gary shoots sounds... squirrels once in a while, but he doesn't eat them though. No? Mm. <laughs> no, the, the thought of it now. Just ooh, but talk about strange foods that we eat. Those were some things that we ate that were kind of strange. So that's the basic hunting that I I,
1: I did I did hunt that's, for uh, uh, rabbit <laughs> earlier, not necessarily with Carl or anything, but uh, I had a twenty-eight shotgun, and and me and uh, Tom Peters used to go rabbit hunting and we did some pheasant hunting and uh i know one time i maybe told you this story before where when i was in college and we were watching doc severson you know there's just been something on tv recently about doc severson and i remember us going to uh can't think of the name of that place now but it had oh, it had live music on state street there and we we uh we saw, we were watching Doc Severtson's store. Well, one night I was in there about 12, 31 o'clock, and in come two guys from Racine, and they said they're going to duck hunting on the Mississippi. And I should come along. And I said, no, I don't have a gun. Well, we got a gun for you. We got oh. Chuck Kamakian's gun. <laughs> really? It's windy. Well, we're going We're going to leave in 15 minutes if you'll come. We just stopped here to try to pick you up. And so, sure enough, you. Drove toward the Mississippi and uh, uh, slept about two hours until the light came up, and then we went out and we were fishing on the Mississippi. And the backwater is off the Mississippi at Bagley, which is a, it's south of Minneapolis and north of La Crosse, somewhere in there. As, as we were shooting, uh, there were a lot of ducks, and uh, I remember getting lots of shots. A boat pulled up where I was sitting there, asked how we're doing. I said, oh, this is the best shooting that I can remember. I said, I don't do a lot of duck hunting, but and all of a sudden the guy said, well, uh, well let me see your license. And all of a sudden, oh, <laughs> yeah, I had a duck hanging off my side. I was carrying a duck that I had shot hanging hanging from my waist. And this guy didn't have any, uh, uh, any license at all, of course. And uh, he wrote me up a big ticket, and I told him, tried to explain to him what happened and why and so forth, and that I'd never planned on going duck hunting. I didn't. had never thought of getting a license. And he felt sorry for me, but he said, no, you know better. And he gave me this ticket. And uh, sure enough, down the road, about five weeks, I had to drive, go to Bagley. That's where they were, the city that... I had a go-to from this ticket that I got, so I uh, borrowed a car and drove up to Bagley, told my story to a judge exactly the way it happened, and he was much more understanding than that warden was, because he he, he laughed a little bit, and he said, well, I guess I can understand how that happened, and he said, you know what? Uh, I know you mentioned uh, how you're putting your own way through college, and I understand that uh, it would be another hardship to pay a big ticket. Oh but the thing I, I, I didn't tell you before when they this warden also confiscated my gun, which wasn't mine it Chuck Kamakins, you know nice 12 gauge really a beautiful gun. And so I had lost this gun, which was I was really concerned about how do I get it back? That's why there was no way I could I had to go to court and you know do what I had to do to get this gun back to give it back to Chuck. Well, he uh, listened to my whole story and was very compassionate and made a ruling and gave me the gun back and he did find me something very small like $20 or something, you know, which was very, very reasonable as far as I was concerned. And uh, so I got the gun back, but there was one other situation that, that was for the duck hunting in Bagley, but then there was a a state ticket thing there. I had to go a second time in Milwaukee for a state, whatever you need in addition to your your ticket. I didn't have the duck stamp in addition to the license. And so uh, I still had to go three weeks later in Milwaukee. So I drove from Madison to Milwaukee to go to court <laughs> and, uh, told my story again to that judge. And he was also very compassionate and, uh,
0: those were your days. So I was days. lucky. That
1: was the last, the last duck hunting that I did. I still have my twenty-gauge shotgun, which I had been using earlier for shooting rabbits and and and. Uh, you gave it to Gary, right? O- o- occasionally pheasant hunting. I never shot too many pheasants. One or two in my life, I think. And but rabbits, I probably shot a dozen over the years. Yeah. And eventually, I gave that gun to Gary, and he's using it to shoot squirrels. Well, that's the hunting
0: basis. Right, right. I'm all through hunting. Did you go hunting with your dad? Never did, no. No?
1: My dad used to go deer hunting once in a while, but I never went with him, and I never went bird hunting with him either.
0: No. I've never shot a gun in my whole life. My dad hunted, um, and we'd have you know, the deer hanging from the trees. And then, of course, we had a freezer that they would take the meat to after it was all cut up and so on. But The foods that we ate at home were the... Cows and the pigs and the chickens. The chickens I talked about for chicken dinner. Uh, yeah, my job was to catch them with a long wire that had a hook on the end. I'd grab the legs of the chicken and we'd haul the chicken in. Mom would put it on a stump, chop off the head. Blood would spurt all over and it would be flailing around. And then uh, you had to put the chicken into this boiling water so that you could pull the feathers out. And we did this with several chickens every Saturday so that we'd have our chicken dinner. And then uh, you know, it was all our job to make sure all the feathers were out of the chicken, and uh, it was always nice and clean and gutted and yummy, delicious. And so, that was uh how I helped with the, with getting the chickens. But I never, I've never shot a gun, never went hunting. My brother does a lot of bow hunting, but um, never have, never have done that. We talked about the bees that had the honey. My dad was a beekeeper, and um, I can still see the bee boxes in the back in the in the orchard in the, by the house. And um, we always had to watch where the, the queen bee would settle on the tree. We had to, had to help dad with that, and as soon as we saw the, the queen bee go to a tree, all the bees would gather. And then they'd be making their honey and go back to the, ba- the, to the boxes. We also used to have to put a little piece of wax inside the, each of these little, little square boxes, about four by four, that fit inside the bee boxes. And you'd had to put this little piece of uh, wax inside that box, you'd have to melt it with a warm knife and put it on that box, and then that's how the bees made their honey from this, starting with this little piece of wax. On top of roadkill, that, that rabbit that Dad killed in the park probably was the nearest to roadkill <laughs> that he ever ate, or we ever ate. Dad's pretty, he eats anything practically. Doesn't like tuna fish or green beans, I think those are the only two things your dad doesn't like. But he'll eat anything that he I fix otherwise. I'm not fond of raw onions or mushrooms or olives, those are the three things I'm not crazy about. We used to go to my grandma's every Sunday as well and to my Aunt Bertha's where she had no electricity but she had the best canned beef. I remember that her canning all of her meat and she had such beautiful dishes so we always enjoyed going there. We'd go there for Sunday dinner to my Aunt Bertha's um, and I think the whole family would go to Bertha's or Irene's or grandma's almost every single Sunday. Did you go to your grandma's almost all the time or just on, occasionally would you go for well, them? Once or twice a week. Yeah, A month to month.
1: Grandma yeah. Meisner, Yeah, about once every six months to Grandma Dreidig. Yeah. Not very often. Right. She wasn't, I don't remember her being much of a cook.
0: Oh, really? Really, I don't yeah, know. Your mom was a good cook.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I don't remember Grandma Dreidig. Right. Ever, I, I, I don't she, have any memories. Maybe there were more that I forgot, yeah. probably because the food wasn't so good.
0: <laughs> right. Well, were those the days that you had the restaurant, the two? No, she never had a well, restaurant. She didn't, but her I mean, sister did. I know. I know that. No, her daughter.
1: Her daughter did Yeah, that. But that
0: was all before that. But Do you have memories of Grandma Drydek? You don't ever talk about her. No,
1: yeah, we never went there very often.
0: That's funny. Um, it's kind of interesting where you, where uh, the Drydeks lived, though.
1: Yeah. Well, they lived. They had a farm that was. The vegetable is, is farm is now part of the Milwaukee Airport. The you know what? Mitchell Airport. Mitch Mitchell Airport. And eventually they were condemned, some of the property that they had to sell to the airport. And- uh, Condemned it? Well, they didn't have a choice of selling it. So I guess you'd call it condemned or whatever it was, a big part of their farm. And Mm -hmm. so that they they really didn't do much farming after that. They were just things that I remember mom talking a lot about going to the market with her dad and selling things. Yeah. And I don't know if it was all food that they raised or... I think so. Also, I, th- I think it was. Or yeah. it could have been some of the neighbors. But, but th- it wasn't a big production thing anymore where they mm. where they sold the truckers that hauled it to market right. or anything like that. Did they ever
0: sell to, to, to truckers? I don't know. She, your mom used to say that she was always her dad's favorite because she would be the one that would go to West Allis, the big West Allis um, farmer's market, and take all the vegetables. I always thought it was interesting that both of your grandparents had vegetable farms. Grandma Meisner did. Well, uh, well, yeah, it was yeah, Grandma Maisner's.
1: Trucking. Grandma and Grandpa did. Uh, they they bought a lot of other farmers' produce and hauled it to different markets. Yeah. Big markets and yeah. big restaurant chains and so forth.
0: Yeah. Did they even drive to Texas or no?
1: Well, it, no, no, they didn't. They had. They bought some property down in Texas. Oh, okay, right, okay. right on. Right on the. Right right at where Texas touches. Yeah. Right, Texas and the Gulf. Brownsville is right. Yeah. Uh, if you go from New Orleans and go towards Texas
0: mm-hmm.
1: along the water, you eventually hit Brownsville. Mm-hmm. And
0: But I also thought that was interesting. Both of your grandparents were in the vegetable farming business pretty much, you know.
1: Maybe that's why they hit it off at E-Lighters where they went dancing. And
0: <laughs> your mom and dad? My
1: mom and dad yeah. met at E-Lighters yeah. and dancing and he ended up getting married.
0: Yeah. They were great dancers. They your both dad, danced. Both, your dad yeah. was so tall; he was about six two. Yeah, about that. And your mom was about five four. Yeah, was she that yeah. tall? 5'4", five
1: five five, five, five
0: Yeah. Yeah, and they they were such beautiful dancers. Always, yeah. They, your your mom used to tell me all kinds of stories about how they met and and uh, the dancing that they used to enjoy doing. It's fun, fun for them. We never kind of got that <laughs> same knack, did we? We didn't. You know, my parents were farmers, but we didn't sell any of our crops at all. We had acres of vegetables that we put up in canning and kept in the cellar. But other than that, we never did any selling like your parents did, or your grandparents did, I should say.
1: Well, we'll save some of our golfing stories for another day. We're all done for today. We
0: got some cards, got some to, cards
1: play. to play
0: we all well, done for today. To go today. Got, got some, some cards to play. to play. So, so much sharing and laughing, man. You know we can't sure stay. can't stay. I hope you tell us what you have done, so I got more Just exactly what comes next we cannot say. But keep if believing. We send we love our love your way. way. So, so from, from grandpa and grandma, and our story of our the, story day. Of the
1: Listen, now come and say hi. And say hi. You've, you've got, got a home as long as I've got, got by <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, Jerry. You can't you can't be any voice of mine.